Hello, my fellow Brappentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheel adventure is my real-life version of Eat, Pray, Love, <laughs> Mr. Shaheen Avandi! And the thing is, if you cut me off, I will yell at you, so, you know. Eat, pray, love stickers. Yeah, have you ever noticed how most people that have those stickers in their cars are just not very nice? And sh- shitty drivers. Just absolute, just just not nice. Are they shitty drivers because they have the eat, pray, love sticker? Or is it because they drive a Prius or Subaru? That's the question. Oof, that's, a, that's a deep, di- dark rabbit hole. If you want to get into that first thing, we can. There's like a chicken and the egg thing there. Whoa, I know. Is it the Subaru or the eat, pray, love thing? <laughs> I had such a great moment. Oh, was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. So I have this theory in 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 Portland. Okay. And it, and it's like how to determine how shitty of a driver is in front of you. <laughs> Generally speaking, like Subaru drivers are horrible here. It's just there's so many of them here. There's, there's so many a lot Subaru of drivers Subaru. here. I think it's just more who buys a Subaru. Like just that people that, who can't afford Audis. I don't know. I don't Everybody wants an all-wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Subaru is like a poor man's Audi. <laughs> it is. That's why I bought one. Do you have Quattro? <laughs> um, and then like you kind of get like. Those are the Prius people. We all know about the Prius people. That's a that's a universal American oh, just oh left lane if Prius. If you're on Instagram, look up left lane Prius. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite accounts. People in those like Ocano box shit cars, like a Honda Fit. Or what was the what was the Chevy we were making fun of the other day? Oh, that piece the, of shit you rented. The Aveo. The Aveo. Like, you see someone in a Chevy Aveo, you're like, oh man, they're gonna be a bad driver. But then then there's like another st- stratagem of stratification of horribleness fan life people and, and it comes down to like mostly like how many bumper stickers are on their car and kind of uh, like which bumper stickers are on their car like they got the little portland native or like the the, the white fur. oregon with the heart green heart in the middle of it we have that too yeah you guys are really bored like i i want to i i don't think i've been in the car with with know, team the Ann lately. Difference is, I drive fast. <laughs> like, get out of my way. <laughs> I'm worried about Team Ann, though. <laughs> no, she, uh, Team Ann's driving is, uh, what's the word I can use here? Terrifying. She, she's got a little New Jersey in her. See, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but it's just not good. I mean, more likely to get an accident, but like, if you're going to do at least 80 on the freeway, T-Man, I'm cool with it. Team Ann, like, gangsta leans in her seat, though. Like, she, you see how I'm sitting right now? I'm just a puddle in your yeah. couch. Well, I mean, this that is couch how, is just a black is, hole. I know, but this is how Ann sits while she drives her Subaru. That's fair. How is it fair? It's terrifying. She can barely see over the freaking steering I wheel. I, as long as she's and then doing... she drives with a thumb at, at like six o'clock. <laughs> That's all she uses. Just I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, driving. This man. is why we need to have a video podcast because this this <laughs> yes. little motion you're making here, the man in the boat. I just I just don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, T Man drives fine. I just um, let's see. We've been together for 15 years, and she's driven me twice, three times. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't. I don't see anything wrong with that. It's, it's not that she doesn't know how to drive. It's just I'm a terrible passenger when she's driving. I'm a driving. horrible passenger. Yeah, I don't horrible. Know. Especially I my own chill. vehicle. Oh, yeah. That's. It's really weird for me to be on the. I, I let one of my coworkers drive my new truck, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like here. It's so weird. Weird. It's. I have what the same. <laughs> I have the same uh, reaction when I'm a passenger on a motorcycle. <laughs> like it's just like every alarm in my head is oh, yeah. going off that this oh, yeah. isn't right <laughs> and i do not like it i do not like it one iota um we picked up a harley davidson street glide today 
from one of the one of the car dealerships and uh so they came to me because i'm the one that worked at the harley shop at one point they're like hey you want to ride that thing back i'm like fuck yeah i'll ride a motorcycle so i write i bring it back dear god i forgot how big and heavy and cumbersome these fucking things are have you not been on the uh, r18 that's in my garage <laughs> this is a this is a bigger heavier bike somehow you so, know that's probably that's probably true. You know what the it BMW's is? BMW's not glide, that heavy. The, well, the street glide's got the big bat wing in the front, and all that weight sits straight on that on the front suspension. So when you go to turn it, if you got to do a slow speed maneuver, that front end just wants to dive, you know, into whatever side the bike is leaning on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, once you get going, it's, it's fine. But anyways, the whole point of the story is, I get to the shop and I had to bring it into the shop for us to wash it because whoever had it before, before they traded it in. I don't know if they went into the Tillamook Forest and like rode it through the Forest Service roads, but this thing was like my bike right now, just muddy and dirty. So I'm kind of impressed. Like one last hurrah. Yeah, one last just, <laughs> it's a 2020 with 9,000 miles on it, if that gives you any idea. That's fair. Yeah, they've been riding it. So anyways, our service manager, he's just kind of looking at him like, hop on, bro. <laughs> and he did. He hopped on the back seat and I just took him down the street to the cul-de-sac on the other side of the shop and just started doing circles. And I looked behind me and he's looking through the turns because we're all riders. And if somebody else is doing the thing, we're like, do it right, motherfucker. <laughs> like, just please do it right. Then he's just like leaning, looking like, man, you're a good passenger. Was this Chuck? No, it was uh, Mike. Mike. <laughs> He'd be a good passenger. He's, he's a really good passenger. He's passenger sized. <laughs> <laughs> he is perfect. Um. Anyways. What I was saying, I found I found this. I'm going on the freeway. I'm in a rush. I'm getting probably getting food. Right. <laughs> probably and burrito. And I'm coming up behind this Subaru that is just plastered. It's got the Bernie sticker. It's got the 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 native Oregonian sticker. Oh, yeah. It's got all the ones that are like I've slowly accumulated as as signs of a bad driver. And like I was like, my my spidey sense was like this guy. Get around this guy. You got to go. This you gotta guy, go right you can't now. be behind this guy. This guy's going to go <laughs> slow. Sure enough, we get on the freeway at 35 miles an hour. Like, brakes oh, as we're merging God. for no car that is there oh, to slow hurts. down because that 45 miles an hour he was going to try and merge on the freeway with was just way too much. Dear Pacific Northwest, why do you do this? It was like the one time I felt like I actually accurately read the traffic situation in front of me. It was beautiful. You know what? Dude in a Range Rover did that to me today, and I was like, you're in a Range Rover Sport. It's got a supercharger in it. Just fucking stop on that right. Like, how are you? How are you not breaking this? A, a Tacoma passed you. You know how much effort it takes for these fucking Toyota V sixes to get up to speed. <laughs> a lot less than the, a lot more than the the Range Rover. That's the number one thing that drives me crazy living here. Me too. Just the drivers. Just like, do you have? Do you do you not have somewhere you need to be? Do you think you are a more ragey driver, or is it because they are so passive aggressive that you feel like you seem more ragey? And by you, I mean both of us. Because I, since I moved here six years ago, I just, well, I, I definitely have worse road rage living here. Yeah, but I don't think that's like something internally that's happened to me. I just genuinely think the driving here is so bad. Like people, it's. I think I've said this before, but like it seems like such a petty thing to complain about. (laughs) But you have to drive here for a little bit to understand because it is really one of those things where like. Like going down my my the street here, Woodstock. Yeah. Like it's a twenty five zone, or I think some parts are twenty. And they go nineteen, and they will go nineteen. I know. And you just sit there and you're like, like twenty is fucking slow. Like I can I can do twenty on a bicycle, right? 
I can barely idle that slow with my truck. And like when you go when you go twenty, I'm like, all right, you're doing the speed limit. Like I can't get too mad. But when you're doing fifteen Ugh. and there's no traffic, I'm just like, get the, what the fuck are you doing? Like park if it, it was if it was me and there was no car in front of me, I'd be at least doing twenty five. <laughs> and it's the same thing on the freeway. Where like legitimately, like people get on the freeway doing thirty five, forty Some miles an hour. Somewhere is like that's what you get for being a liberal place. People are just taking care of the speed they limit. Are, and they're blah blah blah. Like oh, I think it's totally fair. I think liberals are shitty drivers. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a liberal. I drive fast as fuck. I mean, go to California and I think there's shitty drivers there too, but at least they're fast. They're super fast. But here's the thing that here's the thing where I think it's it's not me, it's them. Okay. Every time I go drive, every time I ride my motorcycle, I witness someone do something that legitimately could have killed me. Absolutely. Where like they just flat out run a stop sign. Don't even slow down, like accelerate through the stop sign. Or just blindly merge like four lanes or go down a one-way road or driving around at nighttime with no lights on whatsoever. Oh, yeah. That happens every time I drive, Shaheen. I see it every, every day. single day. Literally every day. And that's why I just said, like they're just shitty drivers here. This is why I still want lane splitting or at least lane filtering to be allowed. I have seen so many. Oh, God. Just in the. And it's it's funny. It happens more often when I'm in the truck. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if I'm on the motorcycle. Maybe people are paying a little more attention. But when I'm in the truck, I see people just blasting past red lights, just doing all kinds of shit. And I'm in the same shape as you. Like, man, I could have died right there if I was yeah. like. I, I'm surprised. Well, that's the other thing. B- before I go down that rabbit hole, just want to say really quick. Yeah. I just got an email from Abate here in Oregon. Okay. They're trying to push through uh, another lane splitting law in the state legislature Where do this we year. show up to help? Uh, How do we help? Good question i didn't write this down because i wasn't thinking about talking about it but i think it's like laneshareoregon.com hold on one second (laughs) that's an inside joke for somebody out there some listener i do the that's the one i got from the asmr the little tongue click no but you boop 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 laneshare oregon that's what it is dot com laneshareoregon.com yeah all right for those of you that are listening that are in Oregon and you're for lane sharing, get up in there. Get your voice heard. Let's get this thing going through. This is, this is the third try. Uh, it's been a few. I, and I will take anyone from Washington, Idaho, or California that lives near the border. You yeah. should you should contact the Oregon legislature. Totally. Um, that shit will save our ass, literally. Literally. It's just, oh. It is just, oh, I agree. Oh. <laughs> That's the best uh, best explanation, really. Where was I going before that? I already lost my train of thought. Bad driving? Bad driving, trucks. I don't even know. I don't even remember. <laughs> Somebody's listening like, come on, guys. I can't rewind it. It's like the recorder doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, man. What the hell's the point of that stupid thing? Yeah. And when you're out the other, it's already the weekend. Settle down. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's... that's <laughs> That's what's been going, what's going on over here. How's your? Uh, have you have you ridden the R eighteen at all lately? Uh, I did. I rode it the I other like day. I want to confiscate it for me to ride it a little bit. You should. I need to. I need to make room because I just got word that the Africa Twin is on its way. <gasps> and now I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no space in my garage. R uh, eighteen can live in my garage. I have room. There you go. Um, yeah, I need to write the story on that and, and do the whole review thing and take some photos. But I've been surprised by that bike. That bike. I really, I, I, I just, I like it a lot for what it is. There's a lot. Of, I would never I mean, buy that's the one. Like for what it is, I like it a lot. Yeah, the I'm not gonna buy one, but I, that's I don't think anyone's losing sleep at BMW over that. 
No, but you've you've you have spoken far more positively about it than I ever thought you. Would. I thought, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I say like that bike has surprised me because I really didn't think I'd like it as much as I do. I wish we would have one day of good weather when I'm off, so that you and I can go to a Harley shop and grab mm. a um, slim and just ride them back to back together. Yeah, I think that'd be a neat, yeah, neat little exercise. You know what the thing is with that bike though? Mm. Like this is this is like where my review is going to come down. It's not a motorcycle that when I get off of it, I want to get back on it. Really? Yeah. Like oh, I, that says a lot. Well, I mean that that. I mean, do you me, think that's because you're a sport bike guy and this is the wrong bike for you, or just in general it doesn't make you go, "Ooh, well, I want this." I don't know how to answer that, but I'll, I can I can talk in examples. Okay. So, like the the Goldwing was another motorcycle I wasn't really expecting to like. I'm not the target demographic. We all knew that ahead of time. Yeah. Am I going to buy a Goldwing? No. What? You rode that thing more than I've ever seen you ride anything. Well, that's the thing. I'm not going to go buy a Goldwing because one, it's like a $30,000 motorcycle. It's just, it's really big. It's really expensive. I I have other two-wheel desires. (laughs) Not to say that 10, 20, 30 years from now, Goldwing couldn't be in my garage. They'll fly by then. You know, but (laughs) but, um, it was a bike that I got on and I was like, this is a fun bike to get on. Like I actually really enjoy riding it like i look forward to riding it it's a very yeah. it's a very practical motorcycle and so like that was the thing you saw me riding it everywhere i went because you could i, I enjoyed it yeah I, I i liked getting on it the bmw i like there's a lot of things i like about it there's a lot of things that surprise me about it most of those in a good way a couple of them I'm like i can't believe you guys built a motorcycle like this <laughs> but i would say like 80 20 rule on that 80 percent good 20 percent bad on right. the surprises but it's not a bike i get off and i'm like can't wait to go for a ride on that thing again and that's where i kind of like i think we talked about this a couple shows ago like i kind of give it a b hmm. it's a good bike hmm. you told me you were gonna buy one I'm like yeah okay right on enjoy but i don't sit there like looking at the days on the calendar or the weather report and be like okay thursday sunshine gonna go for an 800 mile ride no nah. well, that's pretty far but that i'm not gonna go fun. ride it up i'm not gonna dare you <laughs> that's a long day <laughs> you're gonna go iron butt sun is out there i'm gonna go to la <laughs> just go to la <laughs> that might be happening we'll jesus talk about that um but it, it's was oh, this for the africa twin pickup no they're oh. delivering the africa twin oh. bless them dang bless VIP them. service bro i know i mean that's gonna be a ridiculous postmates bill right <laughs> i hope it comes with some kebabs <laughs> it's got bags they should put some i'm just gonna put this well, out here you with the bags it's gonna be i'm just gonna put this very very out there if that thing shows up and there's no mountain dew in the panniers i'm gonna be very disappointed oh man <laughs> it should be mountain dew code red though it's from honda <laughs> i fucking hate code red. <laughs> i'll drink it <laughs> but yeah the bmw i need to get a little bit more time on it before before it leaves because i you know i gotta do that for the review but it's it's been nice to have. Have you have you ridden nice it? To have you given it like a long ride? Have you gone to the coast on it? No, and I probably should. That'd be a good ride. I've done, honestly, I've done I was long rides for me to go do that. I was going to take it straight to the coast with me. Yeah, I haven't gone out to the coast on it, but I've done some long rides on it. Um, yeah, it's just like physically, like, truthfully, after like an hour, my tailbone hurts so much because that, so much weight is in my ass and not yeah. my legs. At least it's got that standard seating position because of those giant cylinder heads sticking out. But riding that Harley today, I thought about that again because your feet are in front of you and every bump, even with that air suspension on the Harley, every bump just goes yeah. straight up your tail, like tailbone up to your spine. It's not a great touring bike. And that's maybe okay because they're about to come out with one, right. you know, probably later this year. Uh, this is the first episode of 2021, by the way, Shane. Hey, happy new year. Happy new year. That's right. Happy brap year. 
Brappy New Year. Brappy New Year. There, there we go. It is. Yeah. Figured that out. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, with them coming off the train model, I, I kind of give that a pass. Like this is the around town model, right, right. and then you have the the bagger. Quick, quick little ride one. Yeah. Go to the coast, grab some ice cream, come back home. Yeah. On this beautiful January weather. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like today and yesterday have been fantastic, and God, I kind of kicked myself for not getting out. But it's been really shitty here. It's just been really shitty. I mean, it's the time of year we get nothing but rain. There's talk of that polar vortex. The, El, the Nino. Spanish for <laughs> the Nino. Um, but, 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 but what else is with me? I got uh, a soft invitation to the Multistar V4 launch today. Nice. That'll be Which about a, about a month. Where About a month from now. Okay. In uh, Palm Springs. Ooh. All right. Don't know how I'm going to get there. Probably going to drive. Yeah, probably safer. I don't really want to fly right now. LA right now is bonkers. I'm really hoping the COVID situation in LA a month from now is better than what it is now. It's just bonkers. It is super bonkers. My dad got it. Really? Yeah. Is he all right? He's all right. He was very mild. Okay, that's good. Because your dad's older. 65. Yeah. My mom's a goner if she gets it. I sent her a message today. I was like, hey, what are the chances you'll have your vaccine by then? And I could see you. And then I was like doing the math. I was like, yeah, there's no way. Like, even if she got her vaccine today, mm-hmm. she wouldn't get her follow-up yeah, the in time. And then she still wouldn't have enough time for it to do the thing. But my mom's a goner without that vaccine. Yeah, no, that, that's it's too risky. This shit's no joke. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that. We'll get to test the radar. The adaptive oh, they're cruise actually going to have it uh, uh, turned on on, on yeah, that thing? Yeah, it'll be the European spec Got it. stuff, which we'll get, hopefully, by the summertime approved by the U.S. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, maybe they can change my mind on it. Maybe they can't. We'll find out. I didn't know you had you had uh, already come up with a verdict on your side. Well, you and I talked about it when the V4 was announced, right? And like in terms of like features on a motorcycle. Oh, the radar. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The adaptive yeah, radar. Yeah. The adaptive cruise control. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I'm. I'm. Ah. I'm excited about the idea of a sort of blind spot detection. That's kind of cool. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've, it's funny, right? We, we grew up not needing stuff like that. We, we rode and drove cars and motorcycles without any of this stuff and we were fine. But now that I'm using it, like my new truck is the first vehicle I've had that's got that blind spot detection thing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how it just allows you to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to concentrate on what's going on in front of me because the mirrors go berserk if there's something next to me. Mm-hmm. And so I already know that's there. So I kind of get it. I, I I see that it allows you to have a passive understanding of what's going on on your blind spots without having to turn your head slightly so they can use your periphery. The the car's doing it for you. Yeah. So, so on a motorcycle, even more so, I, I, I like the idea of you. I mean, it's like on a track day, right? If you look behind you, what are you doing? You're supposed to look in front of you. But on a motorcycle, on a regular street, it's even more so. Sorry, I use that example because when I was doing one of my first track days and being instructed, I was, for whatever reason, looking behind me for somebody. And one of the instructors goes, what are you doing? Look forward. You're going to be in so much trouble. Like something comes up so fast in front of you that you can get in a lot of trouble. And so on the street, doubly so. You could have potholes. You could have a dog jumping in front of you. Any any number of things happen in front of you. And so having that feature on the mirrors, because I believe that's Ducati's thing too. It'll have the mirrors that blink. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll have a little light inside the mirror that'll light up, just like in a car, uh, so that you'll know what's going on there. So I kind of like that feature. I'm a little bit meh about the whole uh, cruise control thing. I've used that on cars. I don't really like it necessarily. 
Uh, they're super conservative. It makes you space out way behind another truck and it's constantly hitting the brakes on you constantly. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be curious. It's not. So like my, like my first two cars didn't have cruise control. Huh. And when I finally got a car that did, it was, it was very welcome. So I was still doing a lot of cross country driving. I've driven across the country like nine, 11 times, something Jeez. like that. You got um, me yeah. Too many, too many times. So I've gone every route you can go. Mm, mostly. So I understand like when you're on the highway for hours and hours and hours and you want to stretch your right leg and it cramps up. Like I know that feeling and like mm-hmm. why you're like cruise control makes sense. I don't really have that on a motorcycle. One, because I don't really get on the highway and just right. slab it for hours. And two, I think it's a little different the way you're holding the throttle versus your foot on the pedal. Like, like okay, let's say I engage the cruise control. Am I just going to like now take my arms off on the bike? Like I've done that with motorcycles that have cruise control. And like, I don't know. It's a very awkward feeling. You still have to kind of turn. Yeah. You, know, you still have to guide the bike. And you can kind of shift with your weight. But I just don't see it like creating like, oh, now I can put my body in a more comfortable position or now I can take my attention and put it elsewhere. I just, I don't know. Like I said, like I could just kind of care less about it because it's just, it's not solving a problem that I'm immediately recognizing that I have. Now, maybe I can get on it and use it and realize like, hey, I've been missing. I didn't know what I was missing. Right. But I don't know. I think for you, it's a little bit of a different perspective because you don't do the long hauls you don't do no. the long rides on bikes i've done a lot of those and i've used my cruise control cruise control on a motorcycle honestly mainly to alleviate any kind of stress on my wrist or my elbow that yeah. happens after a long period of time when you're sedentary in one position sure so it allows me to kind of rotate my arm around and just kind of it looks like i'm dancing on the bike but i'm moving stuff around to get blood flowing i can understand that so on I like it for those reasons and it really only comes in handy when you start doing longer and longer and longer rides because none of us buy motorcycles to slab it. It's not fun on the highway, uh, you know, but sometimes if I'm trying to, like when I did this last long ride with our friend Jonas, when I rent, you know, we slabbed it fast and hard from here to uh, Denver. <laughs> yeah, fast and hard. It's funnier if you know Jonas. Yeah, exactly. He's probably sitting there <laughs> chuckling when he's listening to this. So, but I mean, cruise control was on it. It helped us just kind of maintain 80, 85 miles per hour and just kind of, do our thing and chill and say, okay, this is this is the sucky part. This is the part we're just gonna I eighty four all the way to you know Salt Lake City, going to Wyoming, hang a right on twenty five, going to Denver, and then shut this shit off and do nothing but back roads. I think a bike like if you're gonna put adaptive cruise control on a bike, a Ducati Multistrada V four makes the perfect sense. For right. Me. What's interesting is there's been some reports lately that. KTM was going to put this on their 390 Duke. Why? What? And when I'm sitting there going like, are you really going to like add, I'm doing the math in my head, like another 20% to the price tag for this feature for an entry-level motorcycle that's mostly being used in India? Like that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Unless it's just like, hey, we got like a good deal I mean, on I'm, it. I guess I'm wondering if like the European and Eastern, you know, the Asian and European area has a bigger sales number of those bikes. I mean, in America, our roads are just so much bigger that 390 doesn't make sense to have that on. But I know in, in a lot of, you know, Asian countries, once you go over a certain CC, it just gets obnoxious taxation and stuff like that. So yeah, I guess I get it. That's a good point. That's a totally valid when Ducati point. Ducati did the Scrambler 400 here in the US, it was such a flop because it didn't make any sense here. Well, everything about that bike made no sense. None. And the, especially the pricing. It was, And they even said it. Yeah, it's not a price point bike. It's a cc bike like the fuck do we care about that here it's just not the kind of market for it it will i mean 
wow, there's two things going on there. Your thoughts on the on the on the markets in India is absolutely right. Like a 390 in India and China, Southeast Asia, that's a that's a big bike right. in those markets. So like having more features on it makes sense. Makes no sense to me in Europe and even from the price point of view, like it's it's still gonna cost a lot more in those markets. Hmm. Like you're still gonna have to add 15, 20% to the price tag, I would imagine. And I can't see yeah, why you would do that. Especially on a bike that's priced so low, like a KTM yeah. 390. Um, so, like, I don't know. It doesn't make doesn't make sense to me. But, like, if you also looked in, like, the crystal ball 50 years from now, is that a feature that every motorcycle is going to have? And I'd be like, yeah, probably. Hmm. Just in the same way, like, ABS and traction right. control is right. now. Um, I've immediately forgotten the other point you were saying, which is, like, going to be the recurring theme of this episode. I like it. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. The forgotten episode. The forgotten episode. Just Jensen <laughs> unable to hold two thoughts on uh, his mind point. at the same time. I mean, price on the Ducati, point. on the Scrambler, anyways. Scrambler. Oh, the Scrambler was so fucked up and just like so. When the one thing I do agree with, the Scrambler was called the Scrambler 800, the Scrambler Icon when it came out. Right. I was at that press launch, and one of the first things I noticed, well, well there's a couple things going on there. <laughs> that was like one of the first press launches where we had a lot of, um, let's say, influencers. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of hipster influencers. Oh, well, I mean, they were trying to go for that image. Within like the first twelve miles, we had like three bikes crash. You know, like I've never that out of all the press launches I've been to. Influencers in the wild. Yeah, like we had one guy go up the side of an embankment. Another one literally almost crashed into like like people were doing back and forths for photo shooting, like tracking. Got it. And this person went perpendicular right in front of the other one doing their own little tracking shot. Like just like just shitty riding. And I've never seen such sketchy riding in a press launch in my entire life. Um, but one of the things I noticed also immediately was like the throttle on that bike is so snatchy. Yes. And you sit there like this was supposed to be like, oh, it's a bike for beginners. Right. And like this is your first motorcycle. I think I put that in my reading. Like, there's no way that this is a motorcycle for a beginning rider. Like, this is trouble on two wheels for a beginning rider, <laughs> as we saw on this press launch where I assume all these influencers were riding for the first time. I remember one influencer didn't own a helmet. Oh. You're a motorcycle influencer, and you apparently didn't own a helmet. Like, we had to get them a helmet. Did they, like, pluck them, that person out, and were like, you look like you'd be good on a motorcycle? I literally think they just went to some Instagram accounts and said, that person looks like they know what they're doing. You look like you should be on a motorcycle. You just, got a good mustache. Yeah, exactly. Um... So it made sense for the Scrambler 400 to come out because they needed a proper entry point bike and the 800 was a little too beastly right. the way it was for it. But then it's like, yeah, we're just going to, what they end up doing? They, they de-sleeved it. I can't remember how they got to the, to the 400 what they, 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 they de-sleeved it. And you just sit there and it's like, it's still a 500 pound motorcycle. Yep. It just made way less power. Perspective it, is so funny though to have customers be like, oh, this is so much smaller. Like, okay, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's exactly the same size. It is physically the same size. It weighs the same amount. <laughs> I it feel just, like I can control this better because yeah. why? Because it makes 40 horsepower. Because somebody told you it's a smaller engine and yeah. it's it's so funny to see that, to be like, oh, this is far smaller. We used to have that. When I, I remember when I first started selling motorcycles and you know we had the GSXR 600, 750, and 1000. And physically, the 600 and 750 were identical. But we'd have people be like, oh, this is so much easier to handle. Like it handles easier you know, in turns and stuff like that than a 750. I'm like, how yeah it's it's the same fucking bike placebo effect yeah it's it's phenomenal yeah. i love that um and then the pricing i don't think the price was that good on that bike no it was eight thousand almost eight thousand bucks sitting next to the icon 800 which, which was, was like, nine thousand bucks yeah you just there's like ah, ah. yeah so 
I'm glad that bike went we, away. It's interesting. We we did sell some, but not that many. And the people who bought them loved them. And they were the kind of people who go, I will probably never go more than 40 miles an hour. I'm just going to bebop around town, but I really want a full-size Ducati, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, great. That's perfect. Will that person have loved any motorcycle you put them on, though? No, they wanted a Ducati specifically. Okay. That's the person who wants a Ducati or a brand of motorcycle. Let's say you're a KTM lover, but you don't want a big bike. Cool, there's the 390 there for you. You can say you have a KTM or a BMW 310, I think. Like if you really just must have that brand and you are diehard and your friends and family ride them and you want to be part of that that uh, culture, then okay, I totally get it. But at least with the other brands, their, their smaller bikes were just hugely different price than their than their next size sibling this thing like you said you park it next to an 803 and it was like so what am i paying for here what branding 40 horsepower and <laughs> yeah, the same seriously. weight uh, that's tough i'm glad the bike went away me too um i do think yeah what's the cheapest what's the cheapest ducati right now scrambler 800 icon, icon. dark i believe and it's like what Nine thousand change. Yeah, I've seen. Like, I feel like Ducati still needs to have a bike that's a little bit, or it might be eighty nine ninety five or something like that. Something down that range. <clears throat> that's all right. But I mean, that's the brand, right? That's not. They're not. Yeah. Honda or Kawasaki. No. They don't need to be that low. No, they don't need to. It'd be be nice, but you're right. They don't need to. What they what they need is a bike like that that they can use more effectively in foreign markets. But I don't right. think that's the plan. I don't think that's like every time I talk to Claudia, that does not seem to be his thought process. Where he's just like, nope. We're going to wait for these people to, to kind of move up into our market. Listen, I'd be blown away if Ducati did something like a Desmodronic 450 single dirt bike. Triple. 80 horsepower. God damn, dude. Wait, <laughs> oh, like on a dirt or just regular? Just, just in general. I just oh, want that'd that, be amazing. I yeah. just want that little race motor to come back. I still want to... Oh, that little one we were talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love if they did a small V4. And we've talked about this a thousand times. A V4, <laughs> a little like 600cc V4. Redline that bitch at 16,000 RPM and just... 16, 25. Jesus, you want to get black flag at every track possible, don't you? <laughs> I hear that little fucker scream. <laughs> I want to see it go plaid. Yeah. See how quick that Ninja 225 uh, R is going to come here? Uh, that should come here. I know, but it that won't. That should totally come here. No. No, because Kawasaki USA is a bunch of just, <laughs> just dandy. <laughs> just amazing. They're, they're, they're super I'm green. sure there's something that they do that's really good. Uh, I do like their supercharged bikes. So. They're, they're, I'd do like an H. I would totally buy an H2R. I would too. If I had just 50 grand that I You could probably pick need. one up used for a lot less than that. You know, I, every now and then I go and look for one used. Oh, it's kind of hard. hard or just a regular H2? I don't want I don't want the street bike. What? Why? That'd be amazing. Dude, the ultimate flex at the local bike shop, bike show. Just Tuesday night coffee. Like We have is. the perfect track for an H2R. We do. We have the perfect track for it. Well, one of our friends bought an H2 and did the H2R exhaust kit on there, and yeah. he got black flagged immediately. You can, yeah, you can so make loud. Him, you can make them rowdy. Um, the idea of making one rowdy is hilarious to me because it is already fucking rowdy. Yeah, but you can like you can take the street bike, chip it, and make 330 horsepower, whatever Easy. it is. Um, that's pretty cool. What's funny is how expensive parts were for that bike because Kawasaki was like, yeah, it's a Kawasaki, but it's an H2, and everything on it. Is, you want everything wings special. and carbon fiber? That's two Gs, bro. That's everything special. <laughs> I just like, I just like, I, what I like about it, Shaheen, the reason I would get the R, I just like, ooh, I don't know why I got a little accent there. I like, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> I just like the audacity of it. It is it's audacious. Just, it's just the most audacious motorcycle that's come out in the last decade. It's, uh, I, I'm, 
And I feel like the Bimota version is just like them trying to like hold my bear. Yeah. Oh, you want audacious? <laughs> we'll show you. This is hold gonna on. be this is gonna be bedazzled. <laughs> bedazzling. Ooh, that's what is this the Kawasaki H2R bedazzle edition. Is vagina steaming still a thing? The what? Vagina steaming that Gwyneth Paltrow was trying to like make everyone do. I don't, I don't have one, so I don't know. I, I don't feel look like up I feel things. like the Bimota is the vagina steaming <laughs> of the H2R. I'm still where it's just like let's I just have, take things listen, to the next I ridiculous Google it, level. But I'm terrified of what's gonna come up. I don't want to know what that is. I feel like you put it up i'm gonna see it i feel oh, like damn, women have it way harder than we do uh, that is 100 true because you know like the closest thing to like the male version of that is like maybe penis pumps maybe i don't know i don't know where we get these rabbit holes Shaheen, but i like where <laughs> I, they go I, sometimes you know <laughs> i just <laughs> the 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 penis pump edition h2r by bimota well it doesn't quite have the same, same. It, it kind of is the word. It's like dazzled version. It's so expensive. Like it is the. Do we know what that's like, going to cost? Yeah, it's um like eighty four thousand dollars. You're gonna make me look still, it up, aren't you? Still cheaper than a super Legera. <laughs> Makes more horsepower too. Oh, yeah, but it also weighs about five hundred pounds more. It really does. It's pretty. She's a big girl. Indeed. I like them thick. Uh, sixty four thousand euro. So what is that? A lot. 78,000. That was close. Um, you're still looking up vagina steaming, I am. Yeah. I'm very curious. I'm ready to move on. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm, I can't use vagina <laughs> steaming as this next segue, so I have to wait for you to get there. <laughs> uh, healthline.com says, your vagina is a self-cleaning machine and does not need help from an herbal steam session. It's just like a cat. Self-cleaning. It is possible that it may make you relax and ease cramping like a heated pad does, but the evidence of cleaning your vagina or uterus improve fertility and balances hormones is purely anecdotal. So don't steam your vagina unless you want to relax. I, I feel like we didn't have to tell people not to do that. I feel like that was self-explanatory. Was it though? But apparently, know it was. you know what though, Shaheen? I'm educated now. I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> but if there's one thing the last couple days have, have told me. 2021 was going so well. It's just... Like that lowest common denominator, wherever you think that that threshold is, it's not. That is a false bottom. Yeah, that's your. That is you're like lying a, yourself. That is a cardboard yeah. box that has been left out in the mm-hmm. rain. You cannot rely Don't, on that bottom. You can step on that, and it'll fall. <laughs> your shit's going through it and yep. down a deeper hole. Yep, and, then, and now you're there. Oh, <laughs> good gracious! I literally like I stopped working on what day was that? Wednesday, and I just watched the news, and I was just like, "What the?" Fuck? It was one of the busiest days of the week for me, Wednesday and Thursday both. And I remember at the end of the day, somebody's like, have you, what do you think? What's going on in the news? I'm like, I have no idea. And they looked at me like I was growing horns. Yeah. And clearly I was because a lot happened. There was a, some stuff happened. Nothing good for motorcyclists. So yeah. um, I shouldn't. Well, I was trying to think how that nets out for motorcyclists. I don't think the concerns of motorcyclists are really important at that point. No, not really. Maybe democracy. Maybe. And then we can ride motorcycles. And then we can ride motorcycles. Which I did. I'm so excited. I took my big my big big multi strata out into the dirt. I'm surprised you haven't sold that thing yet. I don't I've I've put a pause on that. Really? I'm put a halt on it for now. Why? Um, because I'm trying to buy a house in the next couple of months. So you're not gonna get the V4? No, no, I will, but like after I buy the house. Okay. No, I'm definitely buying a V4. I just want to buy a house first in the next couple of months. So by the end of Q1, there should be a house under T Man and or over T Man and Shaheen's head that we own. Okay. There. I, was, I was like, I was like we're homeless, he is not currently. homeless right now. Completely homeless. Team Hannon is more than welcome to stay here. You're get off my cool. You man. just get to come one once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm married. I know what it's like to only come. Oh, oh. you like come to visit? Oh, oh hey, boom <laughs> chunk. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know uh. what you're complaining about. You got truly at home, all to yourself, of jar of peanut butter, man. You know the peanut butter gets very messy. I hear um, if you say almond butter, you just get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you say some sort of granola. Portland Listen, peanut butter alternative. About. You just get the fuck right out of my house. I was right going to say cottage cheese, but whatever. Cottage cheese is weird, but I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll take that over. Oh, someone, someone's like trying to tell me the other day some craziness. So I was like, oh, it's made out of chickpeas and what? this thing and that. And I'm just like, talking about hummus? What are we talking about? Here? No, it was like a peanut butter alternative. Oh, what? It was like some like organic. It's keto. Stop it. Whatever. Stop it right now. Stop, Stop it. saying words. Stop it. I like peanut butter and almond butter, but really what I love the most is Nutella. Mm. Nutella's pretty good. So I, good. I get on. I get on. That, that doesn't need anything but a spoon and my happy face. Um, speaking of Nutella, Shaheen, there's a story I want to talk to you about today. Oh, is it's it kind nutty? Of been, it's kind of been a thing. Is it hazel nutty? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little Filbert nutty, as they little, say up here. <laughs> Filberts. Oh my gosh, it's a little nutty for sure. Uh, Ducati North America's office turns out was raided by the FBI, as were the uh, personal uh, domiciles of some of the high-level executives at Ducati North America. So now, is this allegedly, or has it really happened? Um, the domicile part. My sources uh, say the domiciles happened. I, I I am very, very confident in my sources. Oof. That's big news. It's big. So this happened December 17th, 2020. Okay, so this is still a 2020 problem. This is still a 2020 problem. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, new year, new me. I mean, other than this week's kind of craziness, 2021 is kind of like to an okay start. Yeah. Because it's like... Don't tase yourself in the nuts repeatedly. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's... I feel like this is just the hangover from 2020. We'll, we'll get through it. Once we get through January, we're fine. We're still stumbling. We'll be all right. But this has, been, this has been a story that I've been trying to track down for the last two, three weeks. It came out today because there was a p- posting on the Bay Area Riders Forum and then that got picked up. And Are you then, talking about barf? I'm talking about barf. Okay. Barf is a great form. I know. Uh, as a former San Francisco native, barf is great. But yeah, a lot of publications picked up this forum posting. And there's not necessarily anything inaccurate about the forum posting. You just kind of would hope that journalistic sources wouldn't just be secondhand accounts on a web forum. From a forum, yeah. And truthfully, like that's like the thing like... You know, I hate getting scooped. So obviously I have a little bit of an axe grind. But you know, part of my whole thing was like, this is a really important story. You need to do the journalism work on it, right. get some primary sources, get some people on the record, and to see like that kind of go out the window is a little worrying. But regardless, it's it's kind of crazy, you know, a tactical unit from the FBI, guns drawn, mm-hmm. go into the FBI headquarters, serve them a, a search warrant, you know. I mean, you've done big government stuff before, and you know that when they're going to go seize any sort of uh, property or paper property or anything like that, they have to go fully tactical like that, so nobody does anything quick and shred anything. You know? They go hard, yeah. Especially so, it's it's uh, financial crimes unit. Um, my sources told me that the the people on bar for saying that, um, and like the biggest concern in those kind of cases where you have like a white collar crime deal is preserving evidence. Mm-hmm. And that's nowadays that's mostly preserving the computers and it's mostly getting the computers while they're on. So you right. don't have to deal with passwords. Right. 
Um, but in the olden days, it was literally like shredding documents. No, but how many computers could have been on? I think, wasn't there only like two or three people in there for yeah, COVID reasons? That's the thing. Like, it's so it's COVID times, right? So there's only a handful, handful of people in the office when this happened. Right. Most people are working from home. And that's where, like, you know, maybe the headline that domiciles are being raided as well isn't that crazy where it's like, well, like, everybody's taking their laptops home everyone's working from home right. so like if you're gonna like go get the laptops or you're gonna go get the papers like well they're probably gonna be at their houses right now because right. everyone's working from home so read into that as you will um but yeah i mean they, that's the thing that's a show of force you go in you make sure that no one can touch anything you know within those first few seconds of you kind of like announcing your intentions because mm-hmm. that's a pretty critical time for for gathering evidence uh, for for a prosecution or for an investigation so um, we don't have any real clear indication of what's going on. Yeah, at this point, um, it's just all sort of conjecture. and Yeah, I've got a few things I'm tracking down. There's nothing I'd be willing to talk about publicly on the podcast. Yeah. But it's interesting. It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, and we'll definitely be hearing more about this, I think, over the course of this year. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, talking to the FBI, they're basically saying, like, yep, there's an ongoing investigation. We can confirm that we you know, did a lawful government warranted search of that premises. We are not going to tell you anything else beyond that. Yeah. And Ducati's, uh, pretty much party line is basically like, we're going to fully cooperate with this investigation and we're not going to say anything more than that. Right. So, uh, that's sort of what we all got to from the dealership side. We, cause we all reached out immediately saying, Hey, should we be worried about anything? And they said pretty much the same thing. Like everything's fine. We're complying with them. And part of the compliance is to not talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's interesting because that wouldn't necessarily be compliance with the FBI on why you wouldn't say anything, but it would be like your lawyer would say, Hey, don't say shit. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up until everything's done. Yeah. Cause it's, you might like say something incriminating. Anything you say can <laughs> and will be used against you in a court of law. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's 100% the way it is. Absolutely. And so when you get pulled over, shut the fuck up. Don't say shit. You ever seen that video? It's one of my favorite things. These two lawyers and they're like, what do you do? You shut the fuck up. Are you smoking? You shut the fuck up. Are you high? Shut the fuck up. You don't have to answer those questions. Mm. How fast were you going? Shut the fuck up. I do like that. I've gotten pulled over a couple times. Do you have any idea how fast you're going? Uh, I know they don't have to answer that question if you want me to incriminate myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can tell me though. <laughs> like, did you not know? If you don't know, then I guess I can leave yeah, because I mean, that's the whole kit and caboodle here. I have to tell you how fast I was going. You yeah. weren't doing your job. You that's doing, just lazy police work. So have a nice day. You weren't doing your shit. <laughs> not saying I'm a lawyer, but you weren't doing your shit. <laughs> I got pulled over once for crossing a double yellow line. Ooh. And I fought it. Oh. And the kicker was, and this is great. I got all these photos of the road. The road didn't have any lines on it because they like paved over oh, it. They, 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 they patched over <laughs> the middle of it. And I was just like, your honor. This is a stretch. This is a picture of the stretch of the road where I was pulled over for crossing the double yellow lines. Please show me the double yellow lines. I would like the officer Jenkins over here to show me the double yellow lines I crossed over. If he can just show them on the on the photo here, I'll just I'll I'll drop my defense. And officer can, Jenkins under his breath said, "This motherfucker's a lawyer." This motherfucker. No, I was still in college. <laughs> no, but I already got accepted. Going to be a lawyer. School. That's how I knew. <laughs> That's how I knew. So we'll see what happens with this Ducati North America thing. I have a, a a thing out to Ducati Italy. I haven't heard back yet from them on that. Well, I'm sure they're not going to say anything yet either. No, I doubt it. I'm sure internally there is a lot of, let's say, correcting probably going to be happening. I'll be very curious. And I think the actions that we see from 
Ducati going forward will indicate what's going on. Yeah. So, um, maybe I won't be at that multi-strata V4 launch. <laughs> I hope you will. I think so. Um, a friend of mine was just in Costa Rica, and he saw like four or five of them riding around the perfect curvy roads, a bunch mm-hmm. of brand new V4 multi-stratas. I was like, oh, I wonder if that was a fleet, like a press fleet. I'm jealous. I've, I've gotten to talk to a couple of my European colleagues, and they really like the bike. But they're also people that I would expect to really like the bike. So I'm kind of like, yeah, but the Arr. ones that I didn't expect to like the bike that I like it are the ones that make me go, ooh, this is probably going to be fun. Uh, TBD. TBD. We'll see. Keep your eyes on Oswald Rubber because we've got... Uh, because when news breaks, we wrap it. Yeah, we've got some. We've got some. Uh, is that going to be a pro story? No, that wouldn't. I don't want to do news as pro. Okay. There might be. I feel like the news should always be free. I you should be able to come to Asphalt Rubber and get a quick glimpse of what's going on in the industry for free, and we can support that with ads just fine. It's very transactional, but like a deeper dive, I guess is what I'm saying. The pro content will come in, right? So. Yeah, I don't think uh, that wouldn't be something we'd stick behind a paywall because it's just, it's too important. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah, man. What is that silver can next to you? What can? This guy? Yeah. This little guy? Yeah. Don't worry about that little guy. I'm concerned. It's Diet Coke. Yeah. It's not, it's not green. That's, um. Does Mountain Dew make a Diet Mountain Dew? Yeah, but it tastes horrible. And Diet Coke tastes good? I actually like the taste of Diet Coke. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. I. It's just like an acquired taste. <laughs> that is fair. I don't like Diet Pepsi. <laughs> What? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um yeah, it's the whole thing. I like regular Coke too, but uh the only people that make a diet something that tastes just like the regular thing is Dr. Pepper, and I don't know how they do that. Uh NW root beer. What? NW root oh, beer tastes pretty away. good. Yeah. But it will leave that like film on your teeth, like that like that taste that just doesn't go away. Yeah, that's like, that's whatever that right is. There. Mm, delicious. No, Thank yeah. You. Um this is this is just what I'm you know. Does that, does, that, does that go hand in hand with that uh, exercise machine that's sitting this, in your living room? We're, we're, we're no longer in my living room. We're in my home gym. This is true. <laughs> You've been logging some miles on your uh, bicycle thing. I've been logging. Some, I've been. I've been doing the work. Are they still called a recumbent? That, no, recumbent is. Oh, you sit. You'd, lower. Be, you'd be like sitting in a couch. Yeah, yeah, like you'd yeah. be like how you are right now. Right. Just lean back with your gangster lean. I am. That's gang. another stupid thing you see on Portland roads. What, gangster lean? No, these idiots and the recumbent bicycles. I actually haven't seen that many here. Really? Yeah. You gotta hang Florida out. You gotta thing. hang out, out here, Florida. This is a southeast side thing. This uh, is a a yuppie suburb thing. Interesting. Yeah. No man, where I live, people they ride flag. single speed fixies, bro. Yeah, they do. Which is super impressive considering how many hills we have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fixies are <laughs> yeah. stupid too. How many miles are you doing on this thing? How many calories have you burned? Oh, uh, I do a thousand calories a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Are you trying to beat someone at the track next year or something, or this year? I guess. Oh, it is. Well, this year. you know, the the best thing is is when you have someone like like brappy little stepsister Hannah Johnson, who's so gracious and that she's keeping my one seat plate warm this year you know just keeping it just on the burner just so when it gets here it's it's nice and warm and hot for me um, Keep it cozy. and just to see the the let's call them opinions let's hmm. call them alternate uh facts Ooh. and realities that she's expecting for the year and to oh. see those those vocalized and Shaheen, let me tell you there is nothing better in this world than proving someone like that wrong you know, I think I told her that you said that you're going to beat her this year, and I believe her exact words were, and I quote, ha, 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 Yeah, well. End quote. I, I, I do think she'll be on a Kramer this year. 
I think so too. Which means we'll be racing head to head and may the best man win. Yeah, but she's not a man, man. That's because she's not going to be winning. But she's not. She's just not. But she's, just, she's she, just not. I don't care how hard you work on that bicycle. You're still going to be at least like 60 pounds heavier than her. That's great. She she has every reason why she should beat me. She's on the same bike. She weighs like 100 pounds lighter. If she thinks she's so much better than me, oh, I should have oh, no I should oh, have so no excited. chance. So I'm so excited I should about have this. no chance, Shaheen. And I'll just say right now, she's not going to win a single race. I'm so excited. She's about not going to win a single race. I'm going to go ahead and sponsor Omer just so I can be a part of this. We should we should do some sort of fundraiser for Team Jensen versus Team Hannah. Oh, absolutely. Should we get like a pool going? Is that legal? Maybe we do it for charity. I'm into it. Yeah, she's going to have some stupid bird charity. I already know it. <laughs> she <laughs> like loves the, the birds. Avian Society of Concerned Bird Owners. Be of probably Portland. she would probably do um audubon society yeah audubon society yeah i bet <laughs> um but yeah no brappy little stepsisters whew, living in another world yeah man you guys are oh i'm so excited it's just oof. she's just she's just adorable with it i just i just you know what can you say she's adorable she's an adorable person this is, be, this is gonna be fun times she's an adorable worldview this is gonna be super fun times yeah it's a good thing we don't pit anywhere near each other <laughs> i want you to <laughs> that would be horrible <laughs> That'd be horrible. <laughs> I want to make sure that like there's like pit spots specifically dedicated for you two next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> I can just see Alex between the two of you. Like, all right, guys, be nice. I'm not dealing with this nonsense. <laughs> break my hip again, so I don't have to fucking <laughs> deal with this. I just saw him today. He's looking very healthy. He's gotten a lot better. Yeah, yeah. his rehab's going really well. He's just gonna be out there beating everybody. You guys are talking all kinds of shit. That'd, that'd be, that'd be so funny. Blow past both of you. Do you remember what was it? Um, uh, I don't know if you were in the U.S. yet. What you what Olympics was it? Ninety six Olympics. Is that the one when Forrest Gump ran past everybody? No, it was oh. Reebok to this campaign that was like Dave versus Dan. Do you remember this? No, were was, you here for this? Definitely before my time. Uh, what, what, what Olympics was this? Um, Dan versus Dave. Sorry, I got that screwed up. It was Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson, and they was for the 92 Olympics. And they were like, like the Reebok's whole campaign, like these were uh, decathletes, I believe. Huh. And the whole campaign was like, who's going to win the Olympics? Is it going to be Dave or is it going to be Dan? Dan can do this and Dave can do that. Dan can do this. And, Dave can do that. and like that was like their whole thing. They did it huh. for like six months. It was a huge, huge media blitz. Huh. And I forget. I think it was. Dan was like the number two person on the team and Dave didn't even qualify for the Olympic team. <laughs> and it's like Dan and Bob are going to do it. <laughs> oh no, it was Dan. Sorry. It was Dan that failed to qualify for the Olympics. I'm reading the thing now, but yeah, it was just really hilarious. Like this whole campaign. And then like those guys like weren't even, weren't even contenders. And that could be the fun thing with, with Hannah and I like talk all the show. I'm going to beat you and I'm going to win this race. You're going to win that race. And then someone comes along and just wins all the races. Alex and we're just wipes and the yeah, we're just field. fighting for third places. We're just hoping for the best. <laughs> just the most exciting race for third. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a rivalry for third place. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some great races where like first place is so far ahead. Everybody's like, all right, let's, let's see what's happening for the second place. That class has legitimately five people that can win a race. Like it's not going to be an easy, no. easy year or no. campaign. Um, so when do we pick your bike back up? I don't know. I was talking to Kramer Joe last night about it. He hasn't he hasn't looked at it yet. So oh, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> he was uh, actually he was too busy finishing up Troy's bike. <sighs> Troy, so we can see who lucky, his favorite journalist so is. Lovable. That's that's fine. That's fine. Troy's Troy's bike. That's fine. 
Okay, okay. It's totally fine. I want to play a silly game with you. Yeah. Fuck, Mary kill. Troy, Spurgeon, Kramer Joe. <laughs> well, I'm going to marry Kramer Joe, obviously. <laughs> um, that's just, that just goes without saying. Um, Troy doesn't make any money, so, uh, you know, I just can't see him being a good life partner. He's not that enjoyable to be around. He's not even very funny. What? Um, Troy's amazing. And He's then, so funny. And like, let's, let's, let's call like a spade a spade. Okay. Probably the most vanilla person in the bedroom I've ever seen. Sure, he, he and I have shared a bedroom. Like, I know what he's bringing to the table. And it's just like, do you like vanilla milkshakes? Sometimes. You know, like, yeah, it's good once or twice. So what you're saying is Troy's a lights out missionary kind of guy. You know, I'm just saying, like, you're going to put a lot of effort in. You're not going to get a lot of return on your investment. <laughs> okay, so you're going to marry uh, Kramer Joe. And then, and then like, like, and like, with that being said, like, Spurgeon, obviously dynamite in the sack. How do you know? Be, look at the guy. His name's Spurgeon. He's got that long hair. I mean, he's got the beard. It looks good. The guy looks good with or without a beard. It's kind of bullshit. I if think. you've never fucked a walrus, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> you know? I feel like this is an ad for bearded people. I can't tell. I can't, can't really tell where it's going. I can't tell. So obviously, obviously you're going to pick Spurgeon. For which one? For the banging. Oh, and so obviously, you're Troy? And obviously you're going to pick Joe for the marriage because Joe is marriage material. That's that's why Brittany locked it down. Yeah, he's he's so committed to the things he does. He does. You know, like it just like that. Those two are just so obvious picks that it's just left to kill Troy. And there's nothing like you can bring like, well, but, but, but Troy's a really good cook. Like, no, he's not a good cook. He's no. But he's really funny. No, not funny. Not funny at all. Um, He, he does funny things, but because not in a funny way. <laughs> And it's just like, like I'm just like, what are you bringing to the table? I just can't imagine ever killing Troy. Oh, I imagine it all the time. R- really? I feel me? like you would see him and you tr- it's like, it's like a puppy. You would be like, oh. Every press I launch, can't. I imagine what it would be like to kill Troy. <laughs> and I'm not the only, like, we talk about it at dinner where it's like, hey, did you see Troy like get really close to that, that cliff with the bike? Yeah, I was really hoping he'd go over it too. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was just hoping like maybe the tire washes out, he falls to his death, doesn't die immediately on impact, and languishes for maybe several just, hours just before. A couple, of, a couple of groans. A vulture comes in, you know, eats his liver. It's a whole Prometheus thing, you know, and then and then maybe, you know, three <laughs> days later. There's tears coming down my I literally can't imagine any of this. I love Troy so much, it's bothering me. <laughs> What do you call a hundred Troys in a blender? Not enough Troys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I was too busy <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> oh, oh my God. 2021 is going to be your year, Troy. Just don't come <sighs> anywhere near Jensen because clearly he's got some thoughts about you. Game on, bitches. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and you remember, you have to race with him at some point. <laughs> he's hmm. a good teammate. I like, <laughs> I like Troy. I don't uh, know anyone that doesn't like Troy. I do. Not pop- not popular. In the I want to find those circles. people and punch them in the face. Kramer Joe doesn't like Troy. What? <laughs> Spurgeon doesn't like Troy. I mean, but Spurgeon's <laughs> very handsome and pretty. He can Troy's like, he wife, can I don't, think, I don't think Troy's wife likes Troy. But I mean, Troy's kids definitely don't like Troy. No, that's you're not. They're not supposed to like your dad. No. All the people you're naming are are definitely they make sense. I don't know the I don't know Kramer Joe though. Deep I down think, inside, he knows. Yeah, he probably does. Still working on his bike before mine. That's okay. That's okay. No, I'll get it back. Um, we got to figure out some stuff, but uh, we're shooting for March, April. I want to do yeah. at least the April round at CVMA, maybe the March round. But like even then, I don't know if I'm going to go drive all that way twice. So, um, 
that I'll have to see what the track day schedule looks like. I want to have a bit of seat time on that bike before their first race in Omer, which is the last weekend of April. So I've got a bit of time for when the season kind of starts in terms of the riding season here mm-hmm. versus when the, the racing season starts. So we'll see. I might have a ticket for you to ride a Desmos Adichie. Yeah, we got to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for the season. I'm super excited for you. I feel bad for Hannah and all the losing she's going to do, but you know. I mean, someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. Um, I heard there might be some some movements on the Motor Corsa side for Hannah's racing year. Maybe. 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 Where's your loyalty at, Shaheen? You know, Where's your loyalty? I'm on, I'm on the fence. I'm you're, on both you're sides. You're fucking Switzerland as fuck over here. I am. I'm, I am, I am I'm as Switzerland as it gets. Look I at don't me. think I'm, I'm telling you anything more about my racing plans. <laughs> I see what's going on. Oh, no. I'm a vault. I mean, uh-huh. aside from talking to uh-huh. you here. Uh-huh. 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 So let's just say uh, I heard that Hannah or, or I might not be the only factory-sponsored Kramer on the grid next year. Did Kramer Joe tell you this? I hear th- I hear things. Dang. I hear things. Bothan Spy Network is robust. They're very robust. <laughs> very robust. The Hague called. They have a lot of things to tell we you. Have, we have tings. So <laughs> that'll be good. I like I bring I welcome the competition because it's gonna make my victory taste so sweet. Oh man. Taste, it'd be like a Mountain Dew victory because it's so sweet. I'm gonna make you a giant Mountain Dew like bottle. We have to get at least some sort of side bet trophy thing going on for oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, on to the second bullet point of the show. Good. You know, we're doing well here. We're very efficient <laughs> at Brap Talk. Uh, we stick to the the script, as they say. can't believe we talked about Dan versus Dave. That hasn't been in my brain in 20, 30, probably 30 years. It's probably been 30. Is it 30? Yeah, it's about 30 years. It's almost 30, 29 years. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one, Shaheen. I'm curious about your thoughts because the Aprilia Twenty Six Sixty has finally debuted, and it has a price tag of ten thousand five hundred dollars in the U.S. What? Yeah, it's a little pricey, but you think that's too much? I do. I think that bike needed to be nine 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 nine. Yeah, but it's not a Yamaha, bro. It's an Aprilia. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like. RS660 is 11.3, okay. if my memory serves me correct. Tuono comes with a claimed 95 horsepower to the RS660's 100. Okay. So it's got five less horsepower, which I expect means it's going to make its power lower in the rev range, right. a little bit more torque profile. They're not really... It's kind of surprising how many technical details we didn't get from Aprilia on this launch, but that'd be my my estimation. The thing that's really interesting is you look at the suspension just visually. It's a lower spec suspension than mm. what was on the R660. So this is a little bit more of a budget bike. It's supposed to be, you know, the naked version. It's got a lot of fairing on it. Um, that's the thing, though. The Tuono V4 is also quite not naked. Yeah, this is even less naked than I feel like the V4 huh. is, though. Do you see the photos of it? Well, I'm going to look right now. Yeah, here, I can just flip the laptop around for you. Flip it. I mean, look, like it. that looks like a... So that's basically an RS660 with the handlebar. Yeah, and that's probably the best way to describe it. It's like a lower spec 660 with a handlebar. And it's got a different uh, fork offset because of that as well. Um, because once you when you raise the handlebars, you change the weight distribution. So you need to, smart people, change the right. geometry a little bit to, to accommodate that, uh, which Aprilia has done here. But this I'm is- just kind of like... I don't know. I, I don't know what I was really expecting, but an $800 price difference between this... 
and the RS660. When the RS660 was kind of, it wasn't super sporty. It was sporty, right? But it was still kind of upright. It was still kind of like, hey, we're practical for the street. Like I feel like Aprilia just brought out like two street bikes, and I'm not quite sure there's enough separation between the two of them for it really to make sense. And then when the price tags are really close to each other, it feels even more muddled. That being said, you know, I like what I see on a lot of levels. I kind of wish oh, the suspension was higher spec, but is it it's probably I mean, fine it looks for the like street. It's adjustable in the pictures. There's no preload. On okay. the, like you look so at the left look at the left fork tube. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's not even a preload adjuster. So oh, yeah, you're right. my guess would be no preload, probably progressive springs, progressive rate springs, and then, you know, doing the separate tube, you know, maybe compression rebound in one tube only. Which would be a great way. To, I mean, like, to be fair, like to be fair. To be fair. That is a great way to cut on costs. Yeah. You, know, you have one fork that's basically expensive to make and another fork that's just a spring. Maybe they're hoping that this is their moneymaker, though. More maybe. people are going to buy this. It's going to be more comfortable and easier to ride. And so maybe there's a little bit more margin on this. Aprilia oh. does sell more Tuona V4s than RSV4s, right. like, like fairly substantially. So I could see them be like, this is going to be the more popular model. Right. But I don't know. I'll be curious to ride it. Obviously, um, I'm all about, about the this platform with red wheels action. I like the red wheels. I no, I like it, but I don't know about the yellow with the red wheels. Also, this yellow could be one of those colors that looks really good in person, but photographs badly. Yeah, I mean the the RS660 comes in that. It's called the acid green. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked okay in person. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not my jam. I, I think it's kind of funny they're charging more for it because it's like, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I see guess, a nice full whatever. TFT screen. It's got the good TFT. It's got yep. all the electronics on it. Like they didn't water that down. It's still kind of bargain basement Brembo brakes, but those were pretty good on the 660. Like I wouldn't get too too upset about it, right? Uh, especially for a, for a, a street bike. I think it'll be. I think it's going to tick a lot of the right boxes. I just wanted to see it be a little cheaper, maybe just so it would compete a little bit better with bikes like the FZ07, right? Um, I think you line this up against the 790 Duke. That's going to get tough, but you know, we've talked about how the 790 Duke might not be here this year anyways. Well, I think, I think performance wise, it would probably line up with the 890. Well, if it's making 90 some odd horsepower, that's true. The power is not going to be too off. The 890 makes like a hundred and. 10 horsepower. And then I'm sort of thinking in the lines of, you know, European bikes of that caliber, the upcoming Monster 937 is a little more powerful. It's 100 claimed 111, I think, 113 horsepower or something like that, but it costs like 12 and change. Yeah. Right? So, I think for the European bike of its spec, it's probably priced pretty okay. I think but yeah, the- if you start comparing it to the Japanese market, then yeah, absolutely. I think the bike, you know, you know who I think is going to fuck this shit up, and I mean that like in a good way, Triumph. With the with that little, um, they got the Trident six hundred and sixty, right? And that's eight grand. Yeah, that's. And then you can get on a street triple for ten eight, I think. Yeah, like the base model the one. Base model one, and then I'm trying to pull up the the thing. What are you? What are your website's craziness. Uh, street triple rs at 12 8 I mean, that's a lot of money for that but the fact that you can get on a street triple r for 10 8 500 bucks more right 
that's and that's a lot more engine and bike anyways it's pretty rad yeah i think the ktm 890 duke is really the again performance wise power wise it's probably the closest thing to it yeah yeah it doesn't suck what's the weight on that dry rate 370 god knows what that is in real world the one thing i do like the april about the april platform it's like 400 pounds wet that is pretty great that's pretty rad you know not too many bikes in this category can get down that low and then today we saw spy photos of the turag 660 come out that i'm excited about that but that looks good that's it's got a good like tenere 700 ish dakar style look to it so now do you think that bike is going to tickle twelve thousand dollars you know, I don't know. I don't think it should. Again, I, like think, I think that should be like a 10995 or 10999 and call it a day. I think we can look at that, the bracket that's created by the RS660 and the Twono660 and say like these bikes are in the $11,000 area. Right. And I feel like the Turag660 could land somewhere around there. And if that's the case, you could really have something. Oh yeah, you could really like that. That really perfectly straddles what KTM's doing with the 890 Adventure mm-hmm. and what Yamaha's doing with the 700, uh, the Tenere 700, and you could have like a perfect something in between. It's it's a little bit more than the Yamaha, mm-hmm. but it's got all the features of the KTM in right. terms of electronics. Yeah, because the KTM or the Yamaha only has ABS that you can turn on and off. That's yeah, really it's like a- like basic basics. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of the... I think the I clock think the is actually an analog point. clock with the hands and you have to, you know, wind it up every every three days. It's not even connected to the battery. You can change the battery on it yeah, once in a while. It's just, it's just like, you know, your grandfather's <laughs> pocket watch. Um, that's how old school they went with it. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think it could straddle that like low-tech adventure bike versus high-tech adventure bike right. thing in that category. It could be interesting. It'd be interesting if they keep the weight in that 400 pound range too. That would be, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, it'll probably be heavier because it'll have spoke wheels and those are heavier. But if that bike stays under 450 pounds, I'll be so impressed. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. That's what I'm really, I don't know. Maybe that's like the my new great white hope is that bike. Uh, me too. I think I was and still am super impressed by the Tenere 700. I think it's a cool bike. But if you can offer me, more you know more for a little bit more money um, i would be totally into it if i could have similar sort of riding experience but also be able to have abs and traction that i can then modulate a little bit i think that'd be awesome i think i think the real power of the tenere 700 and i don't know if this was like a thought process in yamaha's mind or not but it should be is when you come in at such a low price point Mm mm-hmm you leave so much on the table for people to have money to accessorize. Right. And I don't know really if Yamaha capitalized that on their own personal offerings like like other brands would. But I hope that's something like a prelay realizes like, hey, get this price point like as low as you can and then offer mm-hmm. a really robust set of accessories. And you could like you could get on the back end of it. Um and I think KTM does a pretty good job with that. Oh yeah. I think they're I think they all understand this market at this point. They they know what people want and it's a. Uh, it's funny. It's been my one gripe with Ducati. Like guys, you 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 really need a lightweight. Yeah. You know, let's let's do something there. And I, I really hope they still are maybe going to do something about that. But um, I did too. I talked to a guy about that. I'm not sure if I was hurt or not. <laughs> oh, I did too. I had a nice little talk with a guy about that too. But I'm hoping that something could come of it because, you know, feet on the ground, we're looking at what's selling and what's not selling and what people want, and you know. It's, 
I get that we don't have the same perspective that a an OEM has, but at the end of the day, we're sort of telling you like, hey, we're selling these things and we're listening to what people want and what they want to spend money on and how much they want to spend on that thing. I mean, I know you and I talked a lot about that that KTM Supermoto right. that I wanted to put in the garage and then you sold it to someone else. Yeah, I saved you, dude. <laughs> you did save me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy a stupid boat. Um, <laughs> but like, like legitimately, like the next bike that I buy for myself and put in my garage is going to be a middleweight adventure bike. Like that's the next thing. So exciting. So it's like, you know, who wants my money? I mean, it's a great time because there's a lot of great bikes out there. Yeah. You know, you'd be, you'd be really having a hard time going wrong with, with a Yamaha a KTM, um, you know, a number of brands. Right. So who's it going to be? Who's going to be? Who's going to get my money? Who's going to have Jensen's money? Where's my Honda? Where's my CRF 450 rally? Oh, my gosh. Ducati, where's my, you know, Multistrada 600 that doesn't weigh 600 pounds? Fuck it. Make, I mean, use the current motor. Use that 937 motor. It doesn't have to be something. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just just make it lighter. It doesn't have to be such a big bike. Make it simple. So look at what Wall Siegel's done and do that. Yeah. Make it light and simple. Um, there's lots of there's lots of brands that that just don't have like a, a horse in the race yet, and you're just kind of like, come on, it's uh, it's let's go. Twenty twenty one, let's go. I remember t- talking to our friends at SW Motec USA, and you know they were talking about how there was an X number of expectation of how many engine guards they had to make for the Tenere seven hundred, and then they made that, and they were way off because there was so much more of that bike suddenly sold, and so you're not wrong when you sell somebody a bike at that price bracket now they're like oh cool i have money left over that i can buy all the farkles yeah and make it do the thing when i go to a starbucks it looks you know way more off-roady i'm sure there's some buyers where it's like i only had ten thousand bucks and so that bike that's the bike i'm gonna get because that's all the money i got right but i think there's a lot of guys and gals out there that are like hey i've got let's say fifteen thousand, but i want a ten thousand dollar bike so i don't feel bad when i bang it up and crash and all that shit but i'm still gonna put five thousand dollars of aftermarket parts on it anyways like yeah. it's just it's just like who's getting what part of that pie so yeah it's interesting it's very interesting it's i'm interesting. excited for that segment i'm Me super pumped too. for you to get that africa twin yes let's go play let's go play in the dirt when's your next uh washugal thing gonna be uh we're waiting to see what this whole covid thing Oh, is that COVID? Out to be. Is that COVID restricted? Well, we we are sort of doing that. We're trying to make sure we're not getting too many people uh, out right now, just because the hospital, <clears throat> excuse me, the hospitals are sort of overwhelmed. So I'm not trying to promote people going out and getting insane. That's fair. That's smart. Super um, smart. Yeah, I'm just you know also trying to keep people from sort of bunching up, grouping together for any period of time because that Washugal thing that we were talking about was going to have. Uh, actual instructional time so that means to be kind of close to each other and learn and take mm. lessons you know verbal lessons so we're kind of waiting a little bit just to see how things go and, and taking the taking measure of the temperature of this whole thing as it goes on my hopes crossing my fingers is march the weather will be a little bit better and we can go out there and not have people be maybe not be soaked although frankly rain or shine we're gonna do it, it doesn't matter yeah it's like football. It gets more fun when it's wet. Hell yeah. The mud. Um, speaking of things that get more fun when they're wet, John McGinnis has been honored by the Queen of England with uh, uh, a British Order of Chivalry distinction. Really? He's an MBE 
most excellent order of the British Empire. How fucking how, how, how cool fucking is British is that? That's the most British thing ever. <laughs> Good for him. Um, I didn't really, yeah, beyond that. What else I got? What's my last one? Oh, shout out to Skylar House, the American who was leading the Dakar rally at stage three. How cool is that? That's awesome. Um, have you been following this year's Dakar at all? I haven't yet. I've been so busy with work and life there. I haven't even looked at Dakar yet. So it's the second year it's in Saudi Arabia, and it's been bonkers. They're basically doing the same route as last year, but in reverse. Okay. And it's been all about who can navigate the best. It's been like really heavy on navigation, which means it's like an interesting thing. So every uh, day they, they go out, the leaders go out, you, you get sent out in order of, of how much you're leading. Okay. So if you're like the overall leader, you're the first one that has to go out, which means everyone has to follow or everyone has the benefit of seeing like your tracks in the sand. Right. Yeah. And knowing you're sure where you setting the, where the, you went the path. So it always kind of makes it so it's hard to be the, the king of the mountain. Right. But like that gets overcome because some people are just faster. Some will read the book and it's not as hard. The like, navigation part of it isn't as hard as say like the writing part of it is, but that hasn't been the case this year. It's so navigation heavy that like you kind of get penalized pretty heavily if you're at the front. So it's been, Every day we're seeing the leaderboard change and pretty drastically. Like the favorites are like floating up and down the top 20, not the top five. So it's led to some interesting names getting to the top. So Skylar, who's a, a Utah native. What did he do last year? Like ninth or something overall? Oh, uh, that sounds right. He was top privateer. Privateer. Um, Holy crap. I've written it down somewhere. Yeah. Ninth overall last year. Um, and that was his second Dakar, I believe. Sheesh. So it's pretty impressive. Rising star in the in the Dakar rally yeah. world. Um I think today it is Juan Bereda from the uh Honda team. Juan Bereda. Okay. So uh and but he's only leading by like 13 seconds. Which in that Which world is, is not that much. Nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. Um and so it's been really interesting to see. Like, I don't know who's going to win this race. Usually, we're, we're just about halfway right now through the Dakar. By the time this podcast comes out, I think we'll only have like a handful of days left because we're going to try and start publishing them on Monday. Ooh. Um, so, it's kind of tough to say. Like, I wouldn't say like by now we would normally know who's going to, who's pretty heavily favored to win. But we would have at least a sense of like which guys it's going to be. Right. Not the case here. It, it could be anyone it could be any of the factory riders it could be a non-factory rider there's gonna be some interesting uh strategery i think this <laughs> next week because there's kind of like like you don't really want to be in the lead you kind of want to be like second or third yeah, going into that last day seconds behind and then just blaze it so yeah i'll be i'll be curious to see how it all plays out can you imagine being a privateer and doing something like dakar no taking all that shit over there and no being in this wild unknown land yeah yeah um not even a little bit and then there's like there's like there's kind of like different levels of privateers too so like you know skylar and his team he's on the bas dakar what's his team's name yeah bas dakar ktm right that's a 
pretty high level private team. You know, they're sponsoring during the sponsoring. They're they were working with several, you know, very capable riders. Um, but then there's guys that go out and just like it's like literally just them. Just they're like just kind of just do everything themselves. What's up, Mouse McCoy? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like fuck. Like I can't imagine that. I can't imagine doing it even as like a factory rider. Like I can't even imagine just you're gonna go for two day or sorry two weeks doing these 500 mile off road days like on the other side of the world. So much can happen. It's people die. Yeah, absolutely. Every There's year someone so dies. Much at stake. Like talk about a dynamic course. Yeah, it's it's. I, I have nothing but admiration for these dudes especially the privateers and especially the ones that go out there and do it by themselves. But even the ones that are, that have a team behind them, that's still a gnarly ride. Yeah. There's nothing easy about it. I mean, it is, it is billed as the most grueling right. motorcycle race in the world. I, I do love that. There is such a, um, you know, focus on navigation and learning how to work your way around this thing. I, I'm sure at some level, there's a safety net, that if you get lost, you're not going to die in the desert by yourself? No. I mean, all of them have uh, a beacons on them right. that they can pop right. and they can get help to them pretty quickly with helicopters. But it is, as we've seen in just this Dakar, and it certainly shows itself in other uh, editions of it, it is very easy to get lost. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I mean, there's so much. Think about the the stress on you, the, the excitement of being in front or even like being close or being in a race in general. But now you have to navigate your way through a otherwise unknown track reading a road book right that's one of the things every every time i see an interview with like a, a dakar rookie that's the thing they always talk about they're like i underestimated how hard it was going to be to read the road book yes. while riding at speed like it's it's one thing like i actually remember watching i think it was red bull tv was doing an interview with skylar he was saying like you know i thought i was ready to come to saudi arabia because i've been practicing for road book uh, in utah <laughs> and you know the utah landscape is pretty similar to what we're experiencing here in saudi arabia and i thought it would be you know just just take that bring it over on a plane and it would work and he's like totally underestimated it no totally underestimated. here yeah it's like he's like the thing that's most impressive is you see the pace that people like toby price people like joan Beretta, people like um uh sam sunderland are right. doing while leading while reading the blo- the road book blind <laughs> and that's like you know just next level shit <clears throat> so that's what we got shaheen um do you have anything now that i've gotten through my bullet points do you have any bullet points <laughs> hey no i just uh i'm just here sitting down enjoying my my time with you watching you drink an odd drink it's really messing with me <sighs> so good we had we had three people this week shaheen. yeah we did um so apologies like this wasn't like exactly a week because i want to get us back on like a monday release date but we're still weekly ish ish um we're intentionally not weekly this week yeah we did this totally on purpose yeah this is totally on purpose and you know america almost burned down so there's that too um (laughs) (laughs) but i want to give a shout out from punet from australia australia Punit. punit oh i probably fucked that up didn't i i don't know we, we made a, a point of looking it up before the show, but that was like two hours ago and it's already left my brain, as many other things did along the way here. <laughs> this is a uh, third time's charm. Yeah. He did say that he didn't necessarily want a shout out. So oh. I feel like if I got, uh, if I even get like halfway close to pronouncing that name right, we're still ahead of the curve. All right. 
but much appreciated from from our friends from Australia. We have a lot of Australian a lot listeners. Of Australians, I really dig it a lot. Is there like a shortage of good Australian podcasts that you're f- suffering through our American Those accents? Those lovely people from Australia, tell us why you listen to us. I'm I'm so curious. I've been talking to a lot of Australians lately. How did you find out about this podcast in Australia? I got a friend who just moved to Melbourne. Really? Yeah. I've, it's still the place I've always wanted to go to. That I haven't Melbourne. 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 Worst <laughs> traffic laws ever. I mean, Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> Australian accent is just so much friendlier, I think. You like the Australian accent? I do. I love it. It's just, it sounds like it's just laid back. Like nothing, nothing, nothing bothers yeah, them. That's fair. Just, I don't think it's the accent. I just think it's the people. I think there's a laid back that's people. That's fair. Have you ever met? I've no. It's like rhetorical. Have you ever met like a, a wound tight Australian? No. You know? No. I never have. I mean, you know, the, 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 I need to go there and see why. It's, it's probably because there's so many like just dangerous things there. <laughs> the that like you just constantly trying to kill you. Yeah. You just have like a different worldview where it's just like, listen. You could go outside tomorrow and a dingo could eat your baby and like that could just be a whole thing. And the only way you're going to get through that is if you just let it go. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. No worries, mate. No worries, mate. Another shrimp on the bobby. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Shout out to Tony. Tony, is that our breadwinner, Tony? I don't know what that means, but yeah. Breadwinner is a, is a local badass bicycle shop. Oh, I thought you meant like like he brings home the bacon. Like he brings like, home the bread. You know, he, uh, he does some business. He does yeah, the business. You know, Tony takes care of business, brings the bread doing home. the business. You know, uh, really. Uh, you know, he roughs up a couple of people along the way, but it's worth it. You got to break a couple of eggs to make an omelet, they say. Yeah. And Tony is really the embodiment of this. Actually, it's not true at yeah. all. He's the nicest human being on the planet. Yeah, I don't know his family situation. I don't know if his wife works or not, but <laughs> it's like, I just have no, I, I don't know. I just, I removed uh, myself from that. T- Tony, uh, I mean, this is kind of a, it doesn't even matter because it's not uh, even like a plug for a motorcycle thing. He, the Breadwinner is a bicycle shop. They make custom, beautiful uh, steel frame bicycles here. Oh, yeah. They're gorgeous. Oh, yeah. They're way out of my price range. They're like Ducati pricing on bicycles. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Breadwinner. 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 From Melbourne. No, it's not. From Portland. (laughs) Portland. From Portland. When you say it like that, that doesn't sound. It sounds Bostonian when you say it like that. Yeah, it does. Down with the hat. (laughs) Look at that. That's pretty cool. Wicked nice bikes. Wicked, wicked, wicked fast bikes. Yeah, super cool little company here in Portland. It just every one of them is handmade. They're super duper spendy, but gorgeous. The Lola, what does this go for? One million dollars. Oh, I gotta put a five hundred dollar deposit down. Yeah. Well, this it is. comes complete forty forty three hundred. That's reasonable for what you're getting. What are you getting? It's all the best, the top of the line, the nicest, the shiniest. Where can I best find fit that? and finish? Like all their all their joints are brazed and nothing's really uh, uh, welded. It's just so pretty. It's really neat to go to the shop and watch them do their thing. If you ever get a oh, chance, man. you should. You can oh, you can really spec out like all the different things you want. Shimano, SRAM, Combinell, huh? Campy got the Campy got the Campy. Oh, that's a rabbit hole to go down. Right? Um, yes, yeah, so 
Eric is the last one I want to think. He's got a Honda Interceptor and an FGR 1300. Oh, dang. Eric, Eric likes his, his motorcycles to be reliable. and Well, he should probably check that recall on the FJR because that's year, kind of a thing. It might be an older one. You said it was like a That's true. Yeah. That's true. But that was like the last five years of them. That's how oh, yeah. I didn't even know they changed the FJR. I figured like they made it and they're like, fuck it. Just leave it the way it is forever. Um, I can get why people buy it. Yeah. I'm probably more inclined on the Honda Interceptor, but. But that's, well, whoa. Which one though? 800 or 1200? Oh, 800. Remember when they made 1200 for five minutes? Yeah. Terrible. I rode that bike. That was big, heavy, yeah, it was, overpriced. It was, a, it was a lot. But the see, that's the thing. This the like the Interceptor 800. That's more of a sporty sport touring bike. Right. That's a capital S yeah. sport yeah. tour where I feel like the FJR is a capital like T. Little sport. Lowercase S. Tour. Yeah. Yeah. That's the great thing about that segment, though, is there's there's a lot of stratification right. between your capital S and capital T's and your lowercase s's and your lowercase t's. And, and, and you know, you, land you could that. have people that used to ride sport bikes, say, like 10 years ago, and now they want to be more comfortable and they hop on that FGR and probably school some kids on a sport bike on those things. Yeah. I always liked the way the VFR 800 looked. Me too. I love the way they sound. I don't think I would want to get on one now because I think it'd be like, I think, like you said, like, I think it'd be too sporty for me if I'm going to get that watered down of a sport bike oh yeah if you if you're trying to go do more touringy stuff you mean yeah yeah i don't know yeah it's a it's a good like day trip bike i think yeah you know you don't want your wrists to hurt but you still want to maybe drag any it fills the same niche that the ducati super sport fills 100 percent. and uh uh I'm trying to think what other what other bike like that has bags ninja 1000 yeah okay yeah, yeah. um I mean, there's one. There's one right on the tip of my brain. <sighs> man, this is this has been a whole day. Today, this is, this is, it's the diet coke. It's man. the diet it's coke, man. It's just it's letting <sighs> me down. It's just letting me down. I'm just saying the listeners are going to probably write in and go, "Hey, give me a favor. Don't let them drink that shit again." No, I'm not peak. I'm not working at peak performance. I don't think you are. I think maybe we should ease you into some Diet Mountain Dew. Just Diet Mountain Dew tastes so bad. Just stick to regular it's Mountain Dew. It's so Listen, bad. Listen, if you're going to have processed I would rather bullshit have in your calories. body, just have the regular sugar at least or corn syrup, I guess. I would rather have the 30 minutes extra I have to work out to drink that Mountain Dew than there drink a Diet Mountain You've Dew. You've earned it. After 1,000 calories on that bicycle every day, I think you should be able to drink a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a two-liter Mountain Dew. It can be a smaller Mountain Yeah. And I'm not liter. just riding the bike. I'm picking it up and putting it down. I started doing the dance classes on the TV. What? Apple, Why are you not recording these I'm doing things? the Apple Fitness. Dude, I am so bad at it. Oh, I am gosh. the whitest white guy like when it comes to dancing. I am <laughs> so bad at it. I'm just going to die alone. That's how bad my dancing is. Well, <laughs> you can just put that on your dating profile. Cannot dance. Cannot the dance. Like enthusiastically I bad want at to dancing dance, but i can't i don't know if i want to it burns some calories though. that's fun it's a good way to get it like it's good it's a good way to like mix it up gotta there keep go. the muscles Are on their exercising because that's really what i want to imagine it turns into that because they're like because yes. like the problem is they're like okay two steps left two steps right hands in the air like they're calling out the moves it's like uh it's like the guy that calls out the uh, square dancing do you know turn your partner get around and <laughs> And like I don't have that process in my brain. Like I'm you can't so glad be like nobody lives under you. Yeah, you can't <laughs> say like two steps left and then expect me like the next beat to do it. Like I have to have like a mental like okay, I have to prepare myself to make. A I'm sorry. When you say two steps moving left, left. Uh, how far to the left? Like what kind of degree? How big of a step do you want me to take? Exactly. <laughs> and like sometimes they they say that stuff and like and we're pointing and like they do like this like crazy like hand. I'm like, how was I supposed to know you're gonna jazzercise the shit out of this moment? <laughs> you just said point. 
Like pointing <laughs> this. This is pointing. Whatever you just did. Are we did, not pointing a, accusationally to something? Is this more of a, like a roundabout pointing? Like you don't know where you're going? I don't know what that is, but it probably has a name in French. You know, that's just how Le I imagine. Point. Yeah, la glisse. Uh-huh, mon petit papillon. <laughs> like, all right. So, yeah, it's been fun. And by fun, I mean excruciating. I just feel like we need to record your exercise routine just to kind of show people what's up. No, there's nothing good about that. Are you kidding me? That sounded amazing what you just described. Nothing. There's nothing good about that. I would I would pretty much sign up like a Patreon. We would need another to watch that shit every another day. level in the ANR Pro ANR <laughs> stratification. Pro Pro. Like that would be <laughs> what's the highest one now? It's like forty bucks a year. We need like at least a hundred bucks a year. Hundred bucks a year, you get to watch Jensen sweat. That is not <laughs> the only fans content you want. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> No, oh, creamy. Um, Shaheen, let's get out of the show before we say weird things about the British monarchy. Shit. Way gonna, too late. We're going to have to edit that out. Are there's going to be people that get to this point in the show like, what are you talking about? British monarchy. Let's just say the word moist was used. There was moisture. And I believe wet. Also, we went beyond moist. Yeah. Like it was dry <laughs> and then it wasn't quite wet. About her majesty. And it was wet. Yeah. No, that's getting edited out. <laughs> just gonna, that whole segment edited out for time. Sorry. Uh, boy, um, where can people follow us, Shaheen? Well, they can follow us on Instagram at Brap Talk. They can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com. Actually, I don't know what the what the short version of the Facebook is, but Just, go to Facebook and search for Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast. Yeah, Boom, there we it. are. Yeah, Twitter We Brap Talk at We Brap Talk. Yeah, yeah. Give us an email because I love reading those. Uh, we Brap Talk at gmail.com if you want to help us in our weekly pursuits, you can sign up for an NR Pro account. Which would but, be awesome. But leave us an email if you want to get a shout out. Because yeah, Tony. otherwise, it's, yeah, Tony, come on. What are you doing? You're killing me here, bud. Killing me. I'd go like search for that manually. You're killing me. <laughs> um, He's probably just like making bikes like, fuck you. I was, just, I was fucking welding shit. What were yeah, you doing? I was busy. I was biking, building a bicycle. What were you, you doing you over there? You can even remember something from five minutes ago. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Drink your Mountain Dew. Mind your own business. Mind your own goddamn business. I'm, I'm earning the bread over here. <laughs> He's winning the bread, not earning it. He's winning it. Oh, there you go. If there's someone that knows anything about winning, it's going to be me. Not Miss Hannah Johnson. Not Miss Hannah Johnson, the brappy little sister you never asked for. Yeah, she's, she's adorable. Um, not riding dirt bikes with her or flat tracking with her tomorrow. Just at a protest. Just, uh, that's, that's what it's at. That's where we're at now. It's full protest. Man. It's a house divided. It's a, yeah, but it's okay. It's okay to have that a little bit of, you know, competition in that house. It's healthy. It's good yeah. for you. It builds strength and character. I play it to the bone. I go to the mattresses. This is, this is not. You, listen, I've played board games with you. You can be mean. I am not a good human. No, you're a fine human. It's just, you <laughs> suck when it comes to board games. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's absolutely true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. You guys think I'm making this shit up. He's lost friends over this shit. I have, literally. It's uh, I'm fine with it because I won. Um, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, man. Good talk. Safety third. Make good choices. See you out there. Be good to 2021 because it's the you know beginning. Brappy New Year. It's gonna be a great year. Brappy New Year. May buckle the brap will be with you. Buckle up. We're gonna be putting out shows every week, every Monday. Look for us. So every Monday. Uh, most of the Mondays. All the Mondays. I'm not going to commit to all the Mondays. But 80% like, of Mondays every Monday. How many Mondays are there in a year? Like like 50 or something of them? We're going to do like, we'll do like 50 Mondays. Whoa. If we do 50 Mondays, that's pretty good. Come on. 
That's a lot if of we Mondays. Do, if we do 50 Mondays, like, I'm going to drink a Mondale. Okay. You heard it here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>